in this episode, I want to talk about the secondary market for your art. I want to talk about what that means and what the problem is. And I'm going to show you a way of securing a reasonable slice of the secondary market for your art. So, first of all, secondary market, primary market, what is it? Okay, you're an artist. Let's say you sell one of your artworks um, directly to a collector um, out of your studio. Now, that's considered a primary sale because it's the first time that you sell that specific artwork. It could also be that you, um, you give one of your artworks to your dealer, to your gallerist, on commission, and your gallerist sells that artwork um, to a collector. Now, that's also considered a primary sale because it's the first time that that artwork is being sold. So even though the gallerist technically like, is, like, is, is doing the selling, it's still a primary sale. Okay. All of this is what we call the primary market. So what's the secondary market? The secondary market is basically whenever one of your artworks is being sold for the second time. So let's uh, take the gallery example. Your gallery sells, uh, sells an artwork of yours to somebody for the first time. And now that person takes your artwork and resells it to somebody else. Right? It's sold for the second time, and that process might repeat. So your art, artwork might be sold for basically an infinite number of times. All of that is called the secondary market. So like there are different um, like sections, I would call them, of the secondary market. So there's what I would call the public secondary market, and that's when your artwork is being sold at auction. At Sotheby's, Christie's, Phillips, whatever size of auction houses. But there's also a private section, I would call it, of the secondary market. And that's whenever, like, dealers of whatever sort um, sell your artworks to each other, right? That's a private part of the secondary market. And these transactions, these sales, they don't necessarily become public knowledge. Okay, so that's an overview over the primary and the secondary market for your art. Now, what's the problem? Well, the problem is that do you get paid if somebody resells your artwork for a higher price, maybe a much higher price, and maybe for an extraordinarily high price? Do you get paid anything because you're the creator of that artwork? Remember, without you, 
that artwork wouldn't have existed at all. Do you get paid or don't you get paid? Well, the simple answer is that you probably won't get paid. And if you do get paid, it's not a lot. So the problem is that we can have a situation where there's a like an intense market for your art. Your art sells for millions, basically, but you don't get anything out of it. And to a lot of artists, um, that seems not right. It doesn't seem right that something that you was you have created and which has spectacularly um, financial success, you created it, but you don't get anything out of it. So let's say that you're you're based in the U.S. So the U.S. Um, doesn't have any laws on the on an artist royalty or resale right that secures you a part of um the transaction value the price that your art is being sold for so in the US you don't get anything now in the EU there are rules that there are EU wide rules that say that um an artist gets a slice of the secondary market for the artist's own um artworks but there is there is to me to me i don't find these rules satisfactory i would say they're simply uh, not enough and let, let me tell you why why i say that now, first of all, there's like pretty strict limitations on how much you get paid. And no matter how much your artwork is being sold for, let's say privately by professional art market operators or at auction, you can never get any more than 12,500 euros. That's the maximal amount. And... And the way the rules work is that there's like a sliding scale that starts with 5%. And then as the sales price gets higher, the, the percentage gets lower. But the conclusion is that once you hit um, a royalty of 12,500 euros, it can never be anything more. That's the first problem, I would say, because it literally means that your art can sell, sell for millions of euros and you will only maximally get this, um, I would say, rather mm, limited uh, amount. Now, there's another problem. The other problem is that um, these rules, they apply to public auction houses. That's not a problem, as I see it, because from an artist's point of view, because these trades or these sales are public, and the auction houses will comply with the rules. But there are also another part, which is um, the, the private professional dealers. And these dealers, they are obligated to, to register themselves and to report on the sales so the artists can get um, their fair share. 
according to the rules. Um, I can tell you it's, you know, how these rules are enforced among the EU countries is very different. And let me just tell you that I that there's probably a lot of sales that should be reported. There are not. Maybe because there are different resources allocated in different EU countries um, toward this, right? So even though you're based in the EU and your works are resold in the EU, um, the way I see it, the rules are simply not enough, right? So in the US, the debate is, oh, should we have some rules should we have some rules, right, that look like the EU rules? And my perspective would be, well, that's not enough. That That's not even enough. So, okay, what do we do about this? What do we do about it? So one approach would be to say, okay, let's lobby for changes in the rules. Let's go to, the, we'll go to Brussels in the EU. Let's go to Washington and let's lobby. Actually, a side note, it used to be in California that they had rules on the, the artist royalty, but these rules were struck down by the, the court system of California, actually. So now, yeah, I think the, because they were unconstitutional, right? So California tried, but it was not possible. So do we lobby for changes, right? Mm. I'm not interested in changes in a you know in five ten years that might never materialize. So I'm interested in what can you as an artist do here and now. And there's there's actually a quite simple way that that you can get a, a, a I would say a reasonable or a fair slice of the future secondary market for your artworks. And this is it. What you can do is that you can, let's say that you sell an artwork to a collector as an emerging artist, like pretty early on um, in, your in, in your career. Now, maybe you feel that the collector should pay you more than what the collector would like to pay. And maybe you feel that, okay, at this stage of my career, there's not really a market for my art yet, but I'm going to work really hard and I'm going to be dedicated to creating a future market for your art, which means that my art in the future will be worth much more than it is right now. So what you can do here is you could basically say to the collector, okay, we can agree on this cash price, but if you sell my artwork to somebody else, you need to pay me a certain percentage of that sale. And that could, it could be whatever percentage you feel is fair. And that could also, it could be 10%, could be 20, it could be whatever, right? It, but the point is here that once you have agreed with a collector 
on this percentage, it means that once your artwork will be resold in the future, and if it will be resold for, let's say, a lot of money, you'll get your fair share of it. So it's basically a legal, I would say a legal instrument using a very short contract, even an email, where you state like the key terms. And one thing, another thing which is important to put in there is that once the collector sells, resells your work, um, that collector sh uh, must also put like a similar clause into, you know, the deal with the new buyer and so on, so that your artist rights, your royalty right is passed on through uh, the chain. Now you might now you might say, well, a contract like that, well, how do, can people just yeah you know ignore the contract and never tell me about the sale and then I won't get anything? So in other words, can the contract be enforced? I would say, first of all, um, it's going to be a valid contract. So you can take this contract, ultimately, ultimately, you can take your right to, to the courts and have people pay. Yeah, but what if I, you know, if people, if people just hide the, um, the sales from me? And of course, that might happen, right? But I would say, in a lot of cases, people would simply pay you, right? Pay you without you having to do anything or start threatening people with legal action, right? So in this way, you have actually created, I would say, not out of thin air, but using a legally binding contract. And I would say, based on fairness, right? You have secured yourself an asset, which is a part of the future profits um, flowing from artwork that you created, and I think it's extremely fair, because now we don't we don't need to rely on the rule changes or like say play markets like the U.S. implementing a royalty right or the EU um, bettering the, improving the rules in the EU or anywhere else in the world. No, you can take matters into your own hand, and you basically on a contractual basis you can secure. Um, yourself a financial asset. Um, and there's, and actually, I would say you as an artist, you're not the only one that could benefit from doing this. Because imagine, let's say that you, your gallerist, um, it's let's say that it's uh, maybe it's, it's an emergent uh, gallery, or maybe it's a gallery that. So let's say focuses on representing emerging artists. Now, I think that's ex extremely interesting to, um, to be working in that field. But from the point of view of the gallerist, it's also quite nerve wracking because let's say that your artists become too successful. Well, then you're going to lose them because they're going to move on to a gallery that can sell their art for higher prices or maybe has a bigger reach or a bigger brand name. And that's the, you know, the kind of uh, risk associated with representing emerging artists. Now maybe, my, maybe your gallerist knows about that and 
has, let's say, a business model that can absorb that. But I would say, I would think, I would say it's only reasonable, let's say, that you and your gallerist also use these kind of um, contractual resale rights and put them into the contracts. So let's say that, so the gallery also gets a fair share of the future profits on specific artworks of yours, right? Because in this way, the galleries might lose you as an artist once you um, move up the ladder, let's say, but they still get um, fairly compensated for the work um, that they did with selling specific artworks um, of yours. So now this kind of um, system with with resale rights, um, it's pretty common in the business world uh, in different fields. So for example, in the world of sports specifically, um, in in the world of soccer, if you if you're in the U.S. football, as we call it, in the rest of the world, in the world of football, it's very common for a club to sell a young player to some other club. And if the young player develops and is transferred on to a, a, you know, a new bigger club for a bigger fee, then the original club gets paid um, additionally. So this is kind of the same right thinking that we are applying here. As an artist, you are in the early stages, stages of your career. There's not a big market for your art. But there will be, there's a chance of a market arising at some point. I think it's only reasonable that you'll secure yourself a fair slice of the upside of that market. Um, because otherwise, you'll risk that your ads sells for millions, but you don't get paid anything. And I, I think there's a better way of solving that so some people say ah mm, i don't think artists should you know participate in their secondary market because they're not creating the secondary market somebody else is so the thinking is that uh, people dealing with your art in the secondary market, they are creating the market and therefore the artist shouldn't benefit a lot from that. But I have to say, it's you as an artist, you created the art and probably you're dedicated like to continue creating, right? So you're doing a lot of things in your career which is going to positively affect the market, and I would say probably also affect like the um, incentives, I would say, of the people in the second market. What you're doing as an artist will make it more attractive, right, for other people to deal in your art on a secondary um, basis. Uh, there's actually a, a, an extremely interesting uh, project called Fairchain uh, that are working on systematizing um, this secondary uh, market um, thinking uh, by using blockchain, uh, blockchain technology. 
So I would uh, encourage you to Google Fairchain and check out what they're doing. So the basic problem is that once your art resells on the second secondary market, you risk not making anything from it, but there's a solution. And the solution is to um, agree with the buyer, the collector of your artworks, <clears throat> that if they resell your artwork, you get a percentage of that sale. 